seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland uh, and play for Celtic. Hello, welcome to the Badminton Celtic podcast at Take Two. My name is Lord Stonigan, and I'm joined this week by my good pal and co host, Remy McSwain. How you doing, Remy? Well, Francis has just convinced me not to leave the house till about March. What are you doing? I was feeling quite upbeat talk starting speaking to you. Right, Francis, right, you're on you're on a warning here, right? Uh, right. Francis Trainer, our guest, how you doing, pal? I'm Is incredibly happy and <laughs> The Reverend I am Joy. <laughs> Right, Francis. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good. I, I am good. I've got. I've got. I've got all that off my chest. And the and the bit we're not broadcasting. The uh, and we were just uh, chatting about there about the the virus and the vaccine and oh, it's a total shit show. So you're listening in because we're going to take your mind off all of that uh, with chat about the the mighty revived Glasgow Celtic. Uh, Remy, uh, two wins in a row. How you feeling? Oh. I will do that. Two wins. No, actually, before we go, what's making us really uh, happy today? The mighty Saint Mern last night. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I was watching Spurs against Liverpool, and I knew the score in the other game, and I decided not to watch it because I didn't want to jinx it. You know, you have these. Sort of, I know, a man, in his, a man in his 50s are behaving like a three-year-old, but it was like, you, you, you sit and say, no, no, I'm not going to watch it, I'm not going to watch it, and then, of course, you get a text, that's it, two each, and you go, I fucking knew it, and then a minute later, three, two, you're like, oh, well, two in a minute, and then somebody goes, no, first and none, and you're like, oh, well, I think I'll watch it now. So, uh, How long so was I, it? From the 93rd minute. How long was it after the goal for the final whistle? What was the how, what was the time difference? They, 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 I, think they, I think they blew up in the ninth minute of the fourth minute injury time. <laughs> yeah. Was it? They played about seven minutes of injury oh. time. Right. Was... It, it, but I had to because there was a sub and obviously there was a goal. So I think they played five and a half minutes or something. But it was. Uh, I, I just wanted to watch it for the the post match uh, aftermath and analysis. Um, which was most enjoyable after the the crap of our season to date. It was just great to watch the best team in Europe come a cropper in yeah. a free hit tournament. There's some brilliant stuff. Uh, I saw a Celtic Wiki retweeted the uh, image of the year. It was a Piccadilly Circus with uh, what's his face, uh, but uh, oh, boy, <laughs> boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I- I actually get sent that in WhatsApp, but so our, our family Celtic WhatsApp chat was buzzing last night, obviously from about five to ten, and uh, one of my brothers sent that boy the, the actual clip, and I'm going, that cannot be, I'm just thinking it can't be real, because it was so over the top and actually just ludicrous, yeah. and he's like, no, 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 that's, that's I'm just taking that live from... He actually referred to them as the famous, which oh. makes it even... <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you can, honestly, because people haven't, a lot of people have, probably haven't noticed because they're just too busy laughing at the sadness in his eyes and his blubbery cheeks bursting into tears. But he refers to them as the famous, oh. and it is just 
Oh God, it is unbelievably funny. So, um, and you know, there's the oh well, you shouldn't be laughing because you're having a crap season. No, no, it's quite easy to uh, split the <laughs> split the issues, and you should be pissing yourself at things like that. See, when, when people say things like that, like you can laugh at them for losing because look how crap you are. Absolutely, but the best thing about football rivalry is that even when we're in the grubber. If they happen to fall down in the grubber as well, we get a laugh. Come on, that's Can the I? very, the very notion of rivalry. You've got to take, you have to take your joy where you can. And quite frankly, that was a little bit of joy, a little bit of a boost for us last night. But by the way, what is going on with that strip? What in the God's name were they wearing? I expect to see Derek Parlane and Derek Johnson. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a retro strip, and I think it was a reference to the early 80s going by the way they performed and the result they got. <laughs> Here, uh, believe it or not, I didn't even know the game was on. Because I, I just don't pay attention. I had no idea, so I couldn't believe it when my Twitter feed exploded. and So it was like finding like 40 quid in your pocket back Absolutely. in 1982. It was phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely yep. brilliant. Uh, I mean, it was Celtic Dath stuff for us. You know that you know in the nineties when you know let's not go there, but you got your kicks by laughing at them in the Champions League. Yeah, you know, correct. So you, you you used to watch games in the pub and laugh as they get hammered four one or uh-huh. five nothing from that because you you knew we weren't going to win anything. But slightly different this year, obviously we've got a cup final etc. To look forward to, but you, there's nothing. Funnier than laughing at them, and you know, especially when they give it the, you know, the banter. Years are over. After the game last night, and also though that talk about they, they they were going to have an invincible season. Invincible. The, the BBC had been have been blowing that particular trumpet, which is it's hilarious. You know, the hubris is something else and I've got to say along with the hubris comes the shadow Freud and we've got to enjoy that the, uh, oh, so, so Francis the Keith Jackson called Shoehorning and Gerard's haircut oh, you had uh, Bill Leckie you know a alleged St Martin fan using Star Wars analogies and like the Death Star but without a weakness <laughs> Actually, uh, Francis, uh, was that is that a thing? Uh, an invincible season was that a thing? Was that grown into something? They were, yeah, they were taught uh, the twenty-seven games unbeaten in all competitions until last night. So the the BBC Tom English had a piece about basically how how he's had to eat humble pie because look at this amazing job that. Jared has done, and he did all this comparison with Rogers' first season, and basically said, "Oh, is there a long way from the Invincibles? But you know, you have to start somewhere, sort of thing." And it's like, "Oh my good God, yeah." So yeah, I think that was definitely it was something that was starting to grow, the feeling of that they yeah, were that moment, the bandwagon that the wheels fell off two days later. The it was, uh, uh, oh, it's oh, yes. it's, it's absolutely nailed on every time that that happens, isn't it? That it, you know, the minute they start. I mean, if we hadn't had such a, if we weren't in, in such a kind of symbolic state, I think that that would have been much more significant, that result last night, in that they always have this wobble run about this time of the year. Um, and the last, the two seasons that previously that Gerard has been in charge, they basically the wheels have come off for them in January after the, um, the break. We're not going to have a break this year. And they've, I mean, I know we're going to we're going to come on to dis- discuss all these things. They have had luck with 
no games called off, very few, in fact, I don't think any first team, proper first team players affected by COVID, um, not even fringe players really bothered by it. And at some point, because there's still no way out of this pandemic, there's no easy way out of it for anybody, they're going to, might not suffer to the same extent that we have and other clubs have, but they're going to suffer and then we'll see what their metal is. I say, as the ambassador to Rangers land, I, uh, <laughs> I got a real sense this morning, Rem, that quite a lot of them have been waiting for this to happen. I, I have. Yeah. They, they, it's coming. They know it's coming. They, they, I, I, I think loads of them knew it was, you know, I, what I would say is they didn't expect it last night. But they, they know that, you know, I was going to say that sensible huns, I know it's the oxymoron, but <laughs> the sensible ones know they know that they're not going to go through the season undefeated and they know that they're going to hit injury problems or whatever. But I think their hope was that because we were so bad that they were going to get away with it this year. And now there's slight, I'll say green shoots of recovery, to use the cliche, signs that we might be getting our act together because we may have accidentally found a, a midfield that can run. And, they, and it's just happened that they've blown it at the same time. You know, and the thing is, you know, it's the trophy. I think it's the yeah. fact that you know our yeah. trophy run gone, and they can't win it. They're a free run yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. They can't. So Gerard's, you know, the the great, you know, the great white hope hasn't he won a trophy yet, and he can't now win a trophy before May. Yeah. So they, they, it proves it's, it puts the pressure on them because. You know, Sutton etc. calls them serial losers and bottle merchants, and the pressure come on them. The invincible team, the unbeaten season, a trophy, you know, in the bag, blew it, and they blew it after getting a last-minute equaliser, which makes it even funnier. Um, I've got to say that that your little speech there is actually just filling me with joy. There, Remy, I have to tell you, there's, there's, a, there's a feeling of warmth coming over me, and it's not this strong. I, that's your age, Francis, and your <laughs> pee just. <laughs> just oh, wondering yeah. if you're maybe you're maybe away, didn't you spend another ten on pre-mart there? If I've uh, <laughs> got you that. I got a whole I got a whole outfit for for uh, right for the year for tenor and Primark. <laughs> right, enough of Primark. Uh, right, uh, by the way, uh, so that's enough of them. Fantastic, as I say, I had no idea they were even playing, so it was a, a double joy for me. Fantastic. I actually watched the goals. I see. Um, I don't know, Rem. Have you seen any of St. Burns? A lot of people saying they're actually not a bad team this year. Oh, pretty well. I mean, they gave us a game. Um, we only beat them two one. Uh, we, although we missed a penalty, but they gave us a game. Uh, they've had their COVID issues. Uh, yeah. they, I remember yeah. they had to play the Hearts play against us, um, mm-hmm. but they seem to you know they're pretty well organised. Uh, they're exceptionally hard working, and he, he looks as if he's done pretty good repl- uh, recruitment from the League of Ireland. Yeah. You know, and the League of Ireland's got teams that do all right in the Europa League. You do better than some of the so-called bigger Scottish teams in the Europa League I mean they even get a, a team into the group stages so he looks as if he knows uh, what he's doing he's got some experienced SPL defenders that have been round the block and he's got a couple of pretty fast forwards the winger Conley's lightning and the boy um, that scored the two goals uh, he took his second goal yeah McGrath he took yeah. his I mean he I don't know if you heard his post-match interview when they, 
the interview, the, he says, how, how did you feel about the penalty? He just went, yeah, it's just a shot for 12 yards, isn't it? So he was quite calm. And then he, he finished the second one beautifully. I mean, yeah. a lot of players would have panicked. He just looked up and gave him the eyes and passed it inside the post. Lovely finish. Um, third goal was great because old man McGregor must have thought he'd build them out. But obviously, because he's in his fifties, he couldn't get up in time to get the rebound. <laughs> and you know, and and the reason for you, you look at their team. The Davis was playing; he scored. Defoe, I think Defoe came on. Uh, you're talking about veteran players. I mean, one of the reasons they fall apart is that you know in December they're, they're waiting in their heating allowance. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, Two in a row, Francis. You've got, and I've got to stop watching here. You have got thirty seconds to sum up our season before last Thursday. How are you feeling? Because we haven't spoken to you for a bit uh, about the manager, about the way the whole thing was going. Uh, go. I don't need thirty seconds. Utter shit show. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So. Um, yeah, in brief, I think we start. I think we started the season quite well, but I think when and and when we're able to look back, um, when we've had a passage of time, and you're able to look back and get some perspective on things, uh, the effect of what happened, um, the the ball and goalie, um, and that fallout from that very second game of the season being postponed. I think that that will be seen to be quite a, a, a big catalyst in what then subsequently went wrong. But what has sub- subsequently sort of, in terms of results, um, is is down to, it's clearly down to two things. It's down to the, the manager and it's down to his, um, a, his team selections. And it, the manager and his team selections is one of them and the players underperforming uh, in the other. And... We have lost. We keep talking there about the the Huns potentially, you know, talking themselves up for an invincible season. We have had that not a feeling of invincibility, but because obviously we lose matches and we have done in the last four years. But the the whatever you want to call it, aura around Celtic that no matter what, right to the final kick of the ball, you will not get an easy game against Celtic. You will have to fight to get anything from a game and that has not been the case this year look at the 3-3 draw with Aberdeen which was a, just a shambles We, uh, a Celtic last season having come from 2-1 uh, down to, to lead 3-2 would have gone on to win the game would actually probably won 4-2 would scored again um, that didn't happen to go 2-0 down to Hibs and uh, to, to come back from that showed the fight however we always look so fragile and I, I I just it's been a very difficult watch for any day I, I also think and I, I'm, I'm not I don't think the manager can use this as an excuse and I'm going to say right now I love Neil Lennon I like him as a person I like him personally but I never thought he should have been our permanent manager um, after he came in as a caretaker I did say that at the start of last season was pleasantly delighted pleasantly not pleasantly over the moon at the way the team generally performed last season, especially in Europe, unbelievable. Um, however, that now looks very much like the anomaly rather than, than the true uh, uh, measure of the manager. Sorry, I've gone way all, all over 30 seconds. <laughs> I do feel... And what, I will say, what I will say is that um, uh, we are all old enough, <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, 
been watching Celtic for long enough to know that you see cycles and you see patterns emerging. And certainly three weeks ago when we lost at home to Ross County and 10 days ago when we drew at home to um, St Johnson, I could not... I could not have seen any way back for the manager, not just from the, with with the fans, but with the players and the the two results and perform more importantly performances since since um, maybe show that I'm you know the patterns and that I'm I'm, I'm thinking are there I might not be there for this one. Um, it's certainly uh, after I think the I think I said on Twitter after the. Hibs game that I was watching almost in a dispassionate way just to see how it was going to play out because it just felt at that point we are going nowhere now in fact we're going backwards at a great rate of knots and there's really only one outcome and that outcome seemed to be that the manager would be relieved of his post. I don't know what to make of, of this really incredibly strong backing that he's getting from the board unless it's simply that, that they just cannot see in the current situation, pandemic and all, any um, alternative. So yeah, there's there, there's my very long and rambling. That was about four minutes. Are you, are you are you getting paid by the word or something tonight? Huh? <laughs> uh, lineage. <laughs> I wish I wish we still had lineage. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, Fran- that's fair enough, Francis. Uh, the uh, you, you raised the two games. Uh, we'll go back. I looked today. I can believe it, actually. Uh, Leo top of the French league. Um. So it was a nothing game. Well, at least for Celtic, it was a nothing game last week. Rem. Uh, so I think Lennon just thought, well, you know what? We'll just give everybody a game. I'm just looking here at the team: Hazard, Ayer, Julian, Duffy, Frimpong, Soro, McGregor, Laxal, Turnbull, Elianusi, and Klimala. Uh, that's a pretty. I thought it was a pretty good team. Well, I mean, it was in the circumstances. It was the right team for once uh, from Lennon. Uh, what, what did you think when you saw it, and what do you think of the performance? Well, I knew I knew he was going to play fringe players uh, because, as you said, it was a nothing game for us. It, it didn't matter. Uh, even if we'd have lost seven 0 he wasn't getting sacked. So it didn't it didn't matter to us, although it did matter to Leon, uh, Leo, sorry, because they obviously could have won the group. So they played a pretty strong team, and you know you see you see that team we we you've just named there, and there's maybe four or five fringe stroke reserve players uh, subs in it but it shows the depth of the squad and people have been crying out for Turnbull and Sorrow to get a game you know to give them some time to see what they can do you know to give Scott Brown a rest now it doesn't mean if he's uh, you know nobody knows if Sorrow is any good and I know you've got him done for the Ballon d'Or next year but Nobody, be, nobody, be, nobody before Nick last Thursday could say hand in heart whether Sorrow was a decent player or not. You know, you've seen him playing ten minutes here and there. He's, he's had more minutes in the Europa League than he had in the, the Premier League. And Turnbull, who Lennon had chased, he tried to buy him when he was a Hibs manager. Couldn't he get a game? Um, and Duffy has been, you know, to be fair, terrible. And the keepers have been poor, so Hazard deserved a go. So he actually was brave and picked them all. And it worked for him. Now, whether the Sorrow-Turnbull thing was an accident, it worked. And, you know, 
he gets slated for his bad decisions, so he, he has to get the praise when he gets good decisions. The uh, I think halfway through the game, you sent me uh, some stats about. I, I was asking on our WhatsApp what I wonder what his, uh, uh, you know, his his tackle percentage is winning tackle. I mean, it was extraordinary, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was yeah. running about demented. You know, he he was everywhere. It was uh, as if there was two or three of them, and you know, and and I, you you just saw Celtic Twitter light up last Thursday, um, because and it wasn't the odd doom and gloom. I mean. It, We've all, I mean, everybody wants to be happy supporting their football team. You know, it's like the, the AGM when you know some old joker's going to moan about the pies. You know, he's usually, I think his name's Brady. But you know what I mean? If somebody's moaning about, if somebody's <laughs> moaning about the pies, it's because everything's pretty good. But everybody's yeah. been moaning about everything this year. I mean, it's been crap. Not just the fact that it's crap and we're losing... We're not at the games, so we're all sitting and watching it on shitty streams, and you know, you're paying six hundred quid for. So it's been a crap season, and people have just been venting on Twitter. And last Thursday was the first time for a long time that people were upbeat again, and there was hope. I think is the is the word. It's kind of like mm. you know when the vaccine was announced, people were all, "Oh, your beauty, things are going to get better." Well, Thursday, last Thursday was the first time that I felt people thought things could get better at Celtic. Now, the only the worry then is, of course, somebody sensible says, oh, maybe it's just a flash in the pan, he'll put, he'll put Brown back in on Sunday. But he didn't. Well, before we get in, Francis, you'll come in a sec here, but uh, none of this is an attack on Brown, actually. It's no, actually... It's people... People have been defending Brown, and again, I keep coming back to that phrase of yours, Rem. You know, it's, you've got to save his legs and his legacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've no idea why the manager persisted with w- w- with Scott Brown for so long. It wasn't doing Scott Brown any favors. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Scott Scott Brown thought he could do a job, and I'm sure he absolutely tried 170 percent, whatever percentage you want to 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 name or bring up. But I. Uh, my one thought, Francis, I don't know what you thought, was, you know, it almost compounded my annoyance with yeah. Lennon uh, to see yeah. how Sorrow has played in the last two. You know, somebody said, is he that terrible in yeah. training? Is he? Can he be that terrible in training? He doesn't get a game on a Sunday? So he comes in, it's transformational, transformational. means we're not playing with three centre-backs mm-hmm. for a start. Uh, it means that uh, he provides enough coverage to, to, so that McGregor can play a little bit in that role. Uh, it, oh, it was mind blowing to me. See of that team last Thursday, uh, Francis. Who he brought? He brought in Hazard, uh, Sorrow, Turnbull, Kamala. I see one other thing. I thought, and I've noticed a difference. I think uh, he's well, the manager sat down Elianusi and and said to him, "I want to play you every week. Uh, you're one of my best eleven players, but you're going to have to do a, a a different kind of job. You're going to actually have to make a defensive contribution. I want to play in that left wing bank role." But you're going to have to track back, and I've, I've I've certainly noticed a difference of him in the last couple of games. Uh, so that team, Francis, uh, which one impressed you most? And you can't pick Sorrow because Ray okay. and I picked him. All right, well, I'll say Turnbull then because what, what oh. Turnbull uh, and I, you you could see he did he visibly tired at the seventy minute mark, and that but he had given 
such a lot and the the most two things about him absolutely stuck out for me um his ability to find room and turn with the ball in the middle of the park and move with the ball. Now, Callum McGregor also does that, but we've not seen him doing that to anything like his uh, 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 normal ability in a lot of games this season. But Turnbull, there were a couple of occasions where he gets the ball and he just turns and he's in space or he's moving forward into space and it looks effortless. And I think that that's, that's just a sign of, of, of innate ability. I, I think that you, you can teach it, but I think that somebody like him has just got it. The second thing, set piece delivery. My word, wasn't that impressive yeah. in, bo- in both those <laughs> yeah. games? Finally, a, a, a player taking a corner or a free kick that isn't hitting the first man or lumping it so it goes out for a shy. It was lovely to see, and he looked, he looked, um, like he was. I'm not going to say he was born to play for Celtic. He looked right. It didn't look. Patrick Kamala looks to me like somebody who thinks I shouldn't be on this park. I'm not quite there. He doesn't have the confidence. David Turnbull's 21, 21 years old, I think. And he was moving about that park. He was demanding the ball. He was getting the ball. And he looked like he was, yeah. And again, without getting the, the hyperbole coming coming in, in the style of a young Paul McStay. <laughs> Here comes a hyperbole. Oh, 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 Jesus. Oh. Oh. I thought Clamara looked like a Polish Henrik Larson. <laughs> I, the current the, the 50-year-old Henrik Larson. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not prepared to give up on Clamara. i tell you a quick word as well. Neither I thought... Um, Neither am I. He gives us something different. Yeah. Um, he I just doesn't a, score I, yet. I do so. genuinely think it's a confidence thing with him, and and it's hard to persevere with a striker, isn't it? We're persevering with Eddie's through a terrible run of form because we know that Eddie has got it. We know he's got ability and talent and uh, and power and strength and all the things. We know he's got it, so we're, we can persevere with him. It's harder when the the striker in particular is an unknown quantity. Because I think that Ayeti is clearly a better player. He's more experienced, a better player than Klamala. But, you know, he doesn't seem 100% fit. He doesn't seem 100% committed. That, you know, whereas Klamala, as Remy just said there, he's given, he works hard, he's trying his damnedest, you know, with not a lot of service either. That That's also what you have to say. But if we're, if we're going back to, um, to Thursday night, um, I think, yes, the midfield, it was transformational, but also the defence, I know we shipped two goals, and especially the first one, I, I don't know what was in Callum McGregor's head when he, he just hoofs the ball back towards yeah. his own goal. But um, finally as well, I think, I know that Julian didn't play well at the start of the season, but Julian was so important to a lot of the good stuff we did in defence last year last year that it's so good to see him back and I think that there is the makings of Ayer on the right Julian in the, in the on the left and Duffy if it has to be Duffy in the centre um, then that's looking a hell of a lot more solid than, than it did um, than the defence did a few weeks ago 
The uh, I, th- I think Lennon's settling on a. F- I think he's going back to his favourite. He's four two three one. Uh, I think Ayers got a permanent place uh, as, as a right back now. I think he it suits him. I think it's it bolsters us there. Uh, he's pretty <clears throat> certainly a better defender than Frimpong. He's actually shown a few touches going going forward. Um, Tumbles goal. So that's good. Easy, nice. easy run down the wing. I know. Yeah. I know it'll cross. Yeah. <laughs> and and did this, did something similar yeah. on Sunday, didn't he? Um, the other thing, I, I know I'm conscious of our time here, uh, the, just a quick word for Hazard, I noticed this, Rem, a lot of shouting from Hazard, yeah. which is unusual for a young kid. Yep. Um, on Sunday it was particularly noticeable when he was shouting, yep. he was coming for crosses and catching mm-hmm. them, yep. which if you're a defender is brilliant. Um, the uh, He looks uh, physically as well, he seems to have bulked six, up. Six, uh, I mean, he's, a, he's a big unit. Uh, and yeah. right now he's had, he's had two games and and he deserves to stay in. Oh, absolutely! Um, actually, good reaction save on Sunday as well. I thought, uh, Julian, uh, I think it was. but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whoever it was, the uh, but he has he's he's always been tall, obviously, but he seems to have thickened out. He seems to have more of a, a Forster kind of uh, uh, presence about him, which I'm I'm sure is right up the manager's street. So I'd expect him to. To stay there, um, and I would expect. I think the the Greek goalie will be on his way as soon as we can get some money for him. By the looks of it, because uh, there's lots of chat. I don't know if you've heard anything, Rem. Uh, Forster coming back in January. Well, there's a lot, lot of chat well, about it'd be that. Interesting to see if he. I mean, if he's true, he should sign him in January the first, and then he can play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I was sorry, just going Francis, to say go that. Do, do, much. I mean, Forster. We should have. We, I know it was his decision, but really we should have signed him in in, in the summer. Should <laughs> does it make sense to go back and get him for yet another loan unless he's coming permanently? I think that that would be. I just think that may be problematic again. I, I don't know. I, and I no idea what's happening with with Barcassi. It, it just does. It, I don't know if it's, it just hasn't settled. I think one of the things we need to bear in mind for the players, especially who moved in the summer is that most of them will be here without their families for obvious reasons and I'm, I think we, sh- we should definitely, and not in a plain sense, cut them slack, but in a personal sense, you know, people saying stuff like, oh, he's shown he's not good enough and he's not this class and blah, blah, blah. I don't think we can make that judgment on anybody because uh, everyone is playing in the most... Listen, in our ordinary lives... Everything is weird. So what is it like for footballers who are trying to... I'm watching... Like, Remy, I watched the Liverpool game last night, and it's just... It's just weird. That was a good game last night, but it was hard to enjoy it properly because nothing seems... It doesn't seem real. And I find... I found that as well, watching even Celtic games. It doesn't look real. And I think that that, that's... If it's weird for us, what's it like for the players there who used to... Even at lower levels, you're used to you're used to some interaction, you're used to some noise, and I think that I, I I'm I'm going to give you know some props to the the psychological effects of of trying to play and be a professional through this. But back to Foster, unless it's a permanent deal, I would not want this to be another loan deal. I think that may be a real problem. The- yeah, that thanks for the introspective <laughs> existential uh, analysis. Possibly <laughs> you've you've cut you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> the, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <usually>. <laughs> no, 
Uh, very, very quickly on Sunday, we were all bated breath. I woke up at stupid o'clock to not to watch the game, but to see what the team would be. I was really interested, and lo and behold, it was only a couple of changes. I think Taylor came in from Laxalt, which is a weird one. Oh, Laxalt. Uh, oh, was he? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. All right, okay. And and the other one, uh, Edward came back in for Klamala. That was a strange one as well. Why would you not have played Edward against uh, Lille? Uh, but anyway, whatever. Just in my quick uh, looking at the game, I looked at that. The league game was more important. I guess, yeah, probably. I see. I thought, I know he did. Uh, did he score? I can't remember who scored Sunday. Uh, no, he didn't score. I thought Edward, I thought Edward had probably, well, one, certainly one of his best performances of the season in terms of his work rate was phenomenal. He looked hungry for it. He looked really into it. Uh he had a couple of chances. I there was almost there was one. Him and Turnbull had an exchange. I finished with uh, yeah. Edward. Just hit, oh, scored. that would have yeah. been some goal. Um, but it was more of the same. Francis wasn't it a pretty good good performance. Certainly a, an uptick on what we'd seen previous. Definitely, months. I thought the first half was a bit uh, pedestrian again. I think that would be a word that we a lot of fans would have used about performances. This this slow build up the back, the constant back. Uh, you know the ball going back the way or sideways, and um, we need a bit more dynamism in there. But the second half, it, it was a much much better performance. It looked more like Celtic. You could see where a goal was coming. At no point did Kamara really look threatening. I know that Hazard had that save. We were obviously up two 0 at that point. It could easily and uh, been you know three or four uh, without a doubt. Um, we finally looked a little bit more like ourselves and it was really enjoyable to watch whereas obviously you know the previous week you're watching St Johnson and it's like what the hell are we seeing here but there was none of that on Sunday I didn't think even that there was the same worry you know you got that and you're watching it and you're going ah oh, this is I've got a bad feeling about this which I tend to get a bad feeling all the time but you know but the <laughs> I really am the Raven I am jolly tonight I did warn you but um, I, I thought the second half on um Sunday was easily uh, our best 45 minutes in more than two months. And, and we played a lot of games. That relentless Europa League Thursday-Sunday was... And, and we have... It's been a problem. You get humped on a Thursday night and then you, you know, the, the, the same player's been asked to do it again on a Sunday and not doing it. So... Good to see, good to get a, a European win, even if it meant nothing in the grand scheme of things, um, and to follow that with our first clean sheet in the league for weeks and uh, a comfortable win, and players coming in like Turnbull and Soro and looking looking like they they, they mean business. The uh, I was just looking here, uh, Rem. The again to me, I think Francis, you're right. Uh, was uh, looked a lot more solid, a lot more less random. As I think there's a catchphrase <laughs> right now. Celtic looked very random, but I, I thought there was a certain, I certainly looked a bit more organised. The stats certainly show. I, I saw some XG numbers oh. to get uh, with the kids. I saw, but this, they were quite impressive. I can't remember what they were, but they were, they were well. I saw I some XG figures. Like, I have no idea what they are or what they mean. But no, I, I no. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I, I think I think we're at two point eight or something versus zero point. When are you doing the Tuesday? It's a weekly Tuesday tactical analysis podcast. That could be a The uh, the but t- the thing and that 
it's been quite noticeable this year. Shots on target, right? We had ten shots on target. I, I mean, they might, that's a very broad stat, but I mean, it says something about uh, the 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 flow of the game, and that's way up mm-hmm. on what we've been doing recently. Um, so I, I I thought it was pretty impressive. Uh, really, really happy. Do you know what? I've been scunnered with Celtic recently, uh, Rem, but I just can't stop myself. You know. Then we turn the orders. Even when it's crap, it's like, well, I'll know. just give them one last chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know when you see that, you know, there's a sort of dog lying in the corner of the room and it looks like it's sleeping and you can just see the wee, the eye just opening up a wee bit. You're like, you oh, it's a wee bit of interest. Do you look for the ex-fleas in them? <laughs> ah, very good. The ex-fleas, very good. I... So Sunday, uh, Rem, anything stick out? I say Edward stuck out for me on Sunday. I thought his uh, effort. Uh, again, I always look for my uh, forward players to do a bit of defensive work, and I th- thought he certainly did that. And his touch hasn't left him. I, I, no, I, fan, I thought he had a great game on Sunday, and I also, uh, and, I, and I think we have to, to uh, at Francis' point about Tumble's dead ball delivery. Again, he he put one on the on Duffy's head, and I and I think Duffy deserves some praise because. We've been slating him, and he had a really good. He was really solid on Sunday, and if he plays like that, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, yep, uh, and I think he looks a bit quite comfortable with Julian. Julian's got a little bit more pace again. I think, uh, and it's just something I really like. Uh, Ayer on that the, right the side. Thing about, the thing about uh, Ayer, right? He's, he's not going to be. He's not going to be bringing up the park like Frimpong, and no getting back. Yeah, and or. And Ayer's not going to fall over like El Hamid any time the ball is near him. So, uh, or jog, or jog. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's far, he's far more solid, and he'll play the position rather yeah. than try and um, take the goals. Um, I, I think with the fullbacks we had, you know, I thought I'd, again, I thought Taylor had quite a good game, but I'd, I'd swap him out for Laxal right away. But that Taylor oh, is yeah. a, a decent backup left back for the SPL. I, I don't have any issue with that. Um, but he had he had a good game on Sunday, you know, and he should should be pointed out he had a good game. So defensively, clean sheet as Francis said, but forgotten forgotten what they looked like. It was like the mm-hmm. year under Strachan when he was no. finally forced to beat Bo, Bo-, Bo- Baldi instead of Stephen Presley, and, and miraculously we got a clean sheet, mm-hmm. and people wondered how. <laughs> but uh, it was it was brilliant to actually see. The keeper was solid. He didn't have anything to do, but we, we defended well and Kilmarnock didn't get near the goals. So, And as you said, we could have scored more than two and Duffy's header was an absolute beauty. It was a peach. So a, 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 good, a good result. Um, and obviously we, Rangers only winning 2-1, we narrowed the goal difference as well. <laughs> Very good. The... Uh, a uh, couple of uh, just before we move on to the cup final, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just still a bit mad that we wait this long to see Sorrow and Turnbull. Uh, Hazard less so, but still, um, and I are at right back. Uh, but again, we'll take it. Uh, accidental maybe or delayed certainly, uh, but we'll take it. It's two wins in a row, and uh, certainly a better feeling around the place. Uh, cup final on Sunday. Uh, I just uh, oh, I say before I'm. Did you notice this, Francis? I'm big on. I like big strong <laughs> players. Uh, Mike, Michael, Mike, Mikey Johnson will never be big and strong. 
But when he came on, I thought he looked a quite like yeah, he bulked yeah. up quite a lot. I, I thought he had as well, and he, he, he um, yeah, and he, he looked, he still looked as quick though, which was good to see because yes. one of the things you always yep. worry, he's been out for ten months, whatever, and it's and in these circumstances, and you think, what's his rehab been like? How how's he going to come back? Um, and he he, he looked stronger. He looked just as fast, and I liked the way he, he just again he slotted in it like he hadn't been away, and I, I think that's really good to see. I like what I like about uh, Mikey Johnson is he is full of confidence. If you could just give a little wee, wee bit of that to, to Paddy Clamalla, it, it, it might help him, you know, because I think Johnson does not suffer from any any lack of belief in in his own ability. So good good to see him back. Um, w- one thing that when I, when I went on my long rant about um. <laughs> a, a, but the terrible couple of months we've had. One player I have really missed, and I think the team has really missed, is James Forrest. And I don't know, maybe Remy knows when he's likely to be back, but I think that his loss just upset a lot of the balance of the team. Um, and uh, I mean, he, he often is, if not a match winner, or the, the, the player who can create something for us when we're toiling. And, and we, we just didn't have any day else to do that. With real lack of creativity up, up uh, in the midfield and in the wings, and um, I, I like I, I like what you had to say there, Lawrence, but uh, El because I think he's he's got an amazing talent. He's got brilliant feet, but he just seemed to run into blind alleys too often. Or him and Edward in the same space and getting each other's way. But he was impressive on Thursday night and he was again impressive on Sunday when he went off on that run coming in from the wing. I knew he was going to score. And I know it took a deflection, but I knew he was going to... Because it was just set up for him and the, the way he went past the final defender to make that space was brilliant. And that's what we know he can do. And I think that um, if we could get... If, you know, come January, whatever, that James Forrest is possibly on the way back, then we, we, will, we will look in a better... Just in better shape. And I know we've got good squad depth. Now it looks like we're using them and using them properly. So that helps. Mikey Johnson, Rem. I thought he had a good game. Uh, like, like for he, he has bulked up and he's he's bulked yeah. up like Christy did. Um, he's not lost any pace by the looks of things. It's like you know when when Commons bulked up, he moved from sloth <laughs> to tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> you do worry about things like that, but he, he definitely his fancy. He's he's a confident boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he he, uh, he and he. You wouldn't have thought he'd been out for months the way he started again. So yeah. I know he played a couple of reserve games. He'd had some minutes, but he de- that that gives you a, re- a real option of a winger with some. Pace. Yes, yeah. But Forrest, to say is a is a massive miss. Um, yeah, and I know he's been a whip, but a whipping boy, and uh, people still uh, a lot of people still don't like him. You go to away games, and he's the you know if he doesn't beat the man in the first three minutes, there's always somebody on it. That, and it's usually, oh, you never do it against Rangers. Uh, so oh, um, he, he is a bit of a whipping boy. Uh, I'm proud to say I always stood behind him because um, I, I could see the talent. Um, um, you know, he's he is a cracking player. He scores a lot of big goals. He makes goals. Mm-hmm. He works hard, and he's an outball. And once he comes back, if everybody else is fit, as Francis says, we have some fantastic options. So if we can keep winning yeah. in the league and go to Ibrox and get a result, 
that mob already looking over the cliff and getting vertigo. But, you know, we can make it alright. We can, we can still win the league. The uh, um, anyway, you're right. I think Mikey Johnson's great option coming off the bench, or whatever. Just a different look. Uh, here we'll get on to the cup final uh, Sunday against Hearts. I've been doing a bit of scouting on Hearts and uh, uh, Rem. <laughs> I, I think you, you, you and Murray still talks pish on Twitter. Yes. So that's all we need to know. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, you've you've obviously a, a, a big Hearts. This is your second team, Remy. Uh, how what are they like? Are they any good? Are they mince? Or you, you missed I, I don't pay attention. You, you meant second most hated team. But all uh, oh, right, right, okay. I, I I cannot abide them. Um, I I've watched them a couple of times just for because I knew we we might play them. Uh, and I watched that documentary. It was on BBC oh, about them as well. Oh, that, was that was rubbish, by the way. Uh, it should have been better. But, uh, anyway. oh, but, but hang on a sec before we go. But compare that to the Spurs documentary on Amazon. I mean, it, it was BBC. Talk about oh, I mean, they must have had a fiver yeah. budget, and it was they were filming, it and Gary Locke had given them the fiver. Oh, it so was, I mean, moving swiftly on. I don't think they're very good. Um, they they are in the championship. They've lost a they've lost a cup. They've lost one league, one league game than Fairman. They lost the league cup to the mighty Alloa. Um, <laughs> they had a good result on Saturday because they beat Queen of the South six 0 But Queen of the South are done near the bottom of the league. Um, they have a very old team, and the performance the problem they've had for years will be exacerbated again in. Sunday in that they play well at Tynecastle on a small pitch but on a big pitch you can run the legs off them yeah especially um, when you've got Francis Craig Gordon will be playing so yeah. um, at least we know if we get a penalty we've scored <laughs> um, <laughs> Christoph Berra will be playing um, who was loaned out by Stendhal because he's done but he's backing the team. Naismith will probably be playing. Uh, and the horrendous Halliday will be playing as well. So th there's a lot of reasons to want to beat them. Um, the big thing, Francis, is uh, is team selection, isn't it? Uh, and his post-match yeah. uh, interview after the Kil Kilmarnock game, uh, the manager said, well, you know, it might be weighing or might be leaning towards players who got us there, which uh, we all took as code for. Uh, all the boys we just brought in one or two games, you're all out, and uh, we're back to... Mm. Again, I think this is a... It was a moot kill on that one. I hate... It, it was. It really was. But again... Just press conferences, literally. The... Uh, so we, we, well, we all took that code for, well, the midfield will be back yeah. to what it was before. Um... Which I, I I don't know. Did I mean I, I I can't get depressed on a day that Celtic win, but that was a bit of a it was a bit of a a rally killer. Uh, that one, Francis. What, what uh, I, I agree. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I I know I know what he's saying and why he's saying it because the managers always do that. You know the players that got us here and blah blah blah. But we've had one cup game this 
season as in Scottish Cup game. And that's another thing. It's just weird, isn't it? The Scottish Cup final from last season. Okay. Everything about it's odd. December but, and nobody going. And nobody going. Nobody and going. They, um, it would really seriously worry me if he thought for one minute that, like, because Remy's just made the point there about the spine of the Hearts team is old, right? Now, they're doing well in the championship, but that's the championship. We, we Let's let's face it. I, 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 somebody, I think I saw somebody on Twitter saying, oh, Hearts are a premiership team in all but name. But they were the premiership, they were the team at the bottom of the premiership when the league was called last season for a reason, because they were utter shite. And most of those players who were utter shite last season are still with them. And so um, they... Craig Gordon uh, was let go by Celtic for a reason because we thought that he was done, that um, he gave away too many goals, and as Remy said, guarantee we get a, if we get if we get a penalty, uh, he will not save it. We, we might miss it, but he will not save it. Um, he's not good with shots from distance. Uh, he's the, the king of the parry out to the six-yard box, as we know, to our cost. And then their defence is, you know, Michael Smith, I think, is 39. Crystal Bear is 36. He got bombed out last season because they were utter rubbish, but he's back in. Um, and Naismith is a wee niggle and does tend to play well against us, but he's just one player up front. I um, I think that, yes, the key is what not what Team Hearts put out. The key, the, the key thing is that Neil Lennon has to have the courage of his convictions and say I've seen what a, a younger more dynamic midfield can do the tried and tested was not working do we go back to that I really hope not Scott Brown has a part to play want him to us to be winning 3-0 20 minutes to go he comes on and basically gets it right up the jambos that's that yeah that would be the ideal scenario. I don't think anybody would disagree no. with that. 5-0 would be the ideal scenario. Or, or Scott Brown comes on at 3-0 and makes it 5-0. You know, come uh, on. That, that's that's better. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. So, uh, but Scott Brown should not, just as the big wide Hamden pitch will not be good for Hearts, the big wide Hamden pitch will not be good for our now, unfortunately, quite immobile captain. You know, club captain. And, and I think that... Turn, you can imagine the, the damage that Turnbull and McGregor could be doing in, in the middle of that pitch at Hamden with Soro, you know, snapping into tackles and, and you know, like a like a young N'Golo Kante in the middle of the park. Taxi for Francis. <laughs> Um, that, is that the Prozac kicked in, Francis, for you where the start uh, of the, the, when we recorded? It did. It's a, it's a the, city, uh, nice, that nice little uh, pale ale I'm having to myself here. <laughs> it's going down well, nicely. Well, well, We'll all pick a team in a minute. I'm suspecting it'll be essentially the same for the three of us. But uh, do, you, do you think, Remy, that, uh, that Lennon would do it? Do you think he would go uh, back to you know, Brown... McGregor in there. I, I think that he, uh, knows, he knows how important it is to win this. Not just for the cup, but the momentum and maybe getting people to get off his back. But then it'll be three wins in a row, 12 trophies in a row, four trebles. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't just say, oh, we have to get the players that got us there. Fraser Foster can't play. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but there's, there's you know Johnny Hayes is away, so that's to me is just a a non-starter. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember the the 2000 League Cup final when we beat Aberdeen. Oh and, God, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was, uh, and the first thing he did was got to thank John Barnes. This is his team, and and immediately oh. killed any semblance of. It was, there was yeah, no joy in it anyway because it was awful because we were I think we were about thirty seven points behind the league, but we still had to win. And the important thing on Sunday is that we win, and yeah. to win you pick the best team available to you. And right now, Scott Brown isn't in it. And why should Connor Hazard get dropped? Baines only played one game in the cup, and that was against Aberdeen this season. Yeah. Uh, so you know, Hazard should start. He should play the same defence. Obviously, Laxalk should be playing. Mm-hmm. Sorrow, Turnbull. I would play Christie instead of Frimpong. That's the only change. Him and Laxalk, <laughs> the only changes I'd make from Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think there's a consensus on that. I certainly, I don't. You'd agree with that, Frank? I think you. I'm not going to speak for you, Francis, uh, but yeah. seems eminently sensible. That's a team that, that you know. Uh, uh, yes. Certainly, the, va- the vast majority of social media that I've read, that's a team that people want. I'd just be astonished if Neil Lennon uh, uh, found it somewhere in his head to to pick something different. Yeah, no, Sorry, no I, I agree. I think that um, that that um, back uh, back four or back back five that finished the game on Sunday, so with Laxal um, starting in the left-back position, and uh, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if it would, ever, would have dropped from Prong for Christie, because Christie is a bit erratic. However, he loves playing at Hamden, and the wide Hamden pitch suits him, because um, it's, um, it, you know, he likes to wander about the pitch, and I think that that would suit him, so so yeah, I might, I might, might come round to that. I might come round to that uh, idea now. Got to start Edward up front, um, and again, Mikey Johnson. What a great option on the bench to, to come off, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and you know if we, and you've got other striking options as well on the bench. I don't know what I know that Griffiths was on the bench on Sunday, but um, obviously he's. You know he's incredibly erratic in terms of his appearances and whatever this season. So, but we have we've got finally start to see that strength and depth. That should be, and I, I concur completely with what Remy said there. Lennon knows in his first stint as manager. I always thought he didn't give. He clearly didn't give a shit about the cups. You can see that the fact that we, you know, we 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 lost. Um, Cup final to St Mirren, we went out semi final stages. He, he he didn't seem to place the same um, emphasis on the cups that um, that other managers did. You know, just didn't seem to bother about it. I don't think that's been true since he came back. He clearly his first cup final against Hearts. It was clearly incredibly important for him to win it. Just as uh, uh, beating the, the the Huns in the League Cup final last year, exactly the same. For all we were honking that day. I think he knows that this could be genuinely the he's going to it would create a history that will never history oh. that will never be broken and could actually just kickstart everything again for us you know really properly kickstart everything again so um, I hope at that you know I, I hope he's not having sleepless nights going to put Bruni in I hope he's saying uh, his sleepless nights are how did I tell Bruni he's no playing you know or he's not starting. 
and I like, but you know what? I think Scott Brown's quite a sensible guy. I genuinely don't think that he, he would take a huff. You know, he, he wouldn't be like Gerard when Rogers started dropping him at Liverpool. He just wouldn't be like that. I just yeah. don't think he's that kind of guy. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Francis. I think not that I've had any interaction with Scott Brown. Uh, but from from people I know who have, they speak about him being a very very bright guy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. in a, you know, in a particular way. Uh, obviously, knows football. Been around football for years. Uh, actually, certainly coach material, head coach material, manager material. We'll see. Uh, ho- would hopefully hopefully will be because uh, he's been a brilliant servant to the club. But yeah, I think. Uh, Time moves on, waits for no man, etc., etc. Uh, so I, can't, I just can't imagine a scenario where where Neil Lennon doesn't pick a team that looks very, very similar to the team of the last two games. If he did, if he does pick a team, but you know that harks back and loses, then oh, well, I don't even want to contemplate mm-hmm. that. The the head, my head will explode, <laughs> and I guess I won't be I won't be alone. Uh, I guess we should finish up with the predictions. After your rousing speech, Francis, I'm going to go 17 0 to Celtic. Uh, <laughs> what about you, you, Francis? I'm going to say we're going to keep a clean sheet. I'm saying 2 0. 2 0. Remy, you're the, this is your podcast. Oh, so uh, so you, you send us off with a, with a prediction and scorers, times of the goals, uh, the whole, give us a full. The full Boona. 5 0 if we pick Matt. 2 1 if Brown. That's it for Brown. So, so 5 0 and 2 1 if. What did you say, 2 1 if? Brown stuff. Oh, that's. We'll still win. We'll still. They're uh, a championship uh, team. Uh, we'll yeah. still win. But I, I would love. I mean, yeah, the main power it used to win, but I'd love to see a real performance. I, I do want to see tears from this mob. Uh, I just think it'd be great. Uh, yeah, good good way to finish. Uh, five 0 I'd take that. Uh, uh, with a you know, Brown coming on. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five minutes. Twenty five and you know, up to lift the cup with McGregor. Lovely. Oh, you know, that's that's he 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 still has a part to play. Um, but it's um, not starting every game. Well, you missed my. It was four 0 when Brown came on, and Brown hits a twenty-five yard pile driver <laughs> that that smacks off the unsuspecting Christoph Berra's nose, breaks his nose, and then deflects through Craig Brown's uh, Craig, Craig Gordon's <laughs> legs. <laughs> For five 0 uh, Anyway, Francis, uh, brilliant to have you on, pal. Uh, don't be a stranger. Don't, don't be a stranger. Have a fantastic uh, Christmas, but an even better Sunday, uh, Francis. And I'll we'll try. talk to you again Thank soon. Thank you guys for having me. Good to talk to you. See you later, Francis. See you, Remy. Bye bye.